Hello and welcome to the All Blacks edition. And uh, yes, is the All Blacks jersey going to basically be a t-shirt? That's the question for tonight. We'll talk about a whole bunch of other stuff. But yes, Rugby World Cup is big on the agenda, um, as are the under-20s, Sonny Bill Williams and um, the Black Ferns as well. So, uh, hi, I'm Paul, the guy behind Driving Mall, your best place for predictions and opinion. And joining me this evening to go through all of the All Blacks stuff, I have Stephen and uh, Stephen Harris and Michael Pullman. How are you doing, sir? Or sir? Yeah, not yeah, not not too bad at all. Uh, uh, Paul, once again, a privilege and a pleasure to be on the uh, the TDM where we speak the truth, and I even have the Holy Bible in my hand right here to, to actually prove it, guys. So um, it's also good to uh, catch up with yourself as well, Michael. Yeah, it's good to be here. Thanks for having me again, and good to see you again, uh, Steve, as well, mate. If we only go all holy stuff, I might, I might actually need a few more beers. Um, the um, <laughs> <laughs> dear me. Okay, so let's see. The uh, I guess yeah. First off, some um, sort of news wrap up. We probably should start with the under twenties actually, shouldn't we? Finished seventh overall in the uh, junior rugby championship, beating Ireland forty seventeen in their seventh eighth playoff. Uh, seventh about the right kind of level for them, or do you think they they deserve to get a bit higher than that? Oh, listen, it's it's definitely would go down as one of the uh, probably uh, one of the poorest efforts from a New Zealand under-20s team. Um, but yeah, you'd, you'd have to say it's it, it's 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 about right. They'll probably look back at that uh, game against uh, South Africa, where whilst they they got beaten up a wee bit in the forwards, you know, we we think back to that game where the South Africans only played. Played with 14 men for 50 minutes of the game, and um, you know, really and truthfully, somebody should learn how to count because somebody should have told them all they needed was a bonus point to uh, to actually make it through to the semi-final. And to be honest, I think if they'd made it made it made a semi-final, that may not have been a bad sort of result with this side. We 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 obviously identified that it had issues before it went went away on this tournament, but listen, overall, it's yeah. It's it's definitely uh, if you were grading them, I'd say you're probably looking at a, I don't know, probably a D minus or an E minus. Yeah, a pretty disappointing campaign, and uh, I saw a tweet earlier in the week. Pretty interesting, actually. You know, um, the under twenties won it in, in twenty eleven and twenty fifteen. So I, I wonder uh, if that if that's a bit of an omen for uh, for the All Blacks chances later in the year. Yeah, yeah, so you're now saying that France won the uh, under twenties, therefore France is going to win the Rugby World Cup for the first time ever. Perhaps, perhaps. So, that, so that's so what I was saying. That's pretty much, isn't that back to back from France as well? Yes, it is back to back from France, yeah. and um, I'm off down the TAB. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what we're saying is New Zealand won it in two eleven, two fifteen, and. Um, if I recall, I think they won it in 2017. I only remember that because I yes. had a nephew in the team, and I know they won. They won it that year. When you think about, if we look back to that batch in 2017, of the 28 players that were in that particular squad, 18 have gone on to play Super Rugby, and uh, including a kid by the name of JP Sowney, who ended up playing Super Rugby for the Waratahs, and there's 10 in there, which includes my nephew. I reckon probably another three or four of them might end up picking up super contracts. So it just shows you how successful that particular team was. So it'll be interesting. I think the proof will be in the pudding. And how many of these how many of these kids go on to be, uh, to be professional rugby players? And yeah, yeah. So, that's, so that's, I mean, we're, we're taking there a squad that, that became, that were the best in their age group in the world and only... Uh, and, and not even the match day 23 uh, all got contracts at super level. That's kind of nuts. Okay, that, that that's kind of gives you an idea as to kind of drop off uh, or the amount of people that players who eat. These guys have made it to, I say, yeah, they are the elite of the elite at their age grade, but they don't all make it um, uh, once you put them amongst a... Because uh, when you get to professional rugby, you're talking about being the best uh, in basically a, a, a 15-year kind of bracket uh and so yeah that's it, it's it's amazing how much uh how many players don't make it uh. yeah, it, t- it takes a wee while as well for you, you know we've seen it with um, a lot of guys once they get out of their under 20s 
environment and then they, they join a super team, uh, Taysom or even a Mighty Ten Cup team, Taysom will be wild to really hone in on, on that potential that they showed. And um, and I also think, you know, it's worth saying that the approach, uh, I think, getting into this tournament this year was a wee bit different, um, as, as it was last year, the year before as well. You know, um, it was more about the experience for these guys, not, not so much the result. And there were coaches all around saying that. So it was probably the the message um, from down Wellington, I'd say, as well. One, one thing I will say, Paul, before you just mentioned, a lot of the teams like France and England, some of the and some of the other nations that a lot of the kids that come from their twenties are, are kids that are already in the in club club academies. Yep. So they've already they've already had that um, maybe one or two years of of early professionalism. So we shall we call it where. I think with the New Zealand 20s, they, they tend to go for kids that are not long after out of first 15 rugby. Um, something that is a, a little bit concerning, even here in Auckland, once upon a time, the under-21 grade, which is now the under-20 grade, there's, there's seven or eight sides within Auckland that actually haven't got that under-20 grade anymore. Mm. And basically what's happening, kids are making their mind up pretty quickly at school. Listen, I'm, if I'm not getting picked up at an academy at first 15 level or... I'm not making age group teams. Hey, I'm just pushing the game to one one side. So sometimes you get these late late developers. I know talking to a few club coaches up in Northland, they've got a lot of 17 and 18 year olds that are running around playing senior rugby. And you know, you get you give these kids a couple of years of senior rugby, and they're quite hardened. But sometimes those are also the kids that get missed. Absolutely. I mean, there's uh, trying to think about the was it Richard McCaw didn't make his um, high school first 15 team uh, and I, I can't remember if it's him or not but I know there are definitely players that have gone on to be extremely successful at international level who didn't make the first team at school so yeah, re- retaining people in the in the game is important uh, and having talked to um, some people at in, in, in the unions that's certainly something that they're, they're all aware of and trying to and, and trying to work on uh, at the moment um, in, in New Zealand. That's, that's that's definitely a high focus area. Moving on though, the Black Ferns kick off the Super Series, um, Rugby Super Series this week, uh, playing against Canada. Um, in the opening round, the USA will play England and the Fran- and France, and the France, no, France, um, <laughs> have a bye. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see how the women go over there in the Super Series. Yeah, no, very much, very much so. New, new, new concept and... Um, yeah, we sort of it'll it'd just be interesting to see how all these teams are, are going to going to perform and and see exactly where they're at. And it's just a, I suppose it's just another stepping stone towards a, um, a women's World Cup rugby. Yeah, and it's also a stepping stone. I mean, New Zealand uh, used to maybe have about two tests a year. So this is going to step it up because we'll have four tests um, during this Super Series and two more tests against the Wallaroos. So that's at least six tests this year. Uh, I'm not sure if they've got anything uh, lined up for November yet, uh, like they did last year. I mean, last year they picked up three three games in November against the USA and twice against France. Um, so it, just that increase in the number of games that they're playing uh, is a is a big thing for them um, and is and, and is welcome um, to see. Yeah, it would have been good to um, see a few more teams involved in this competition. I mean, um, I know we've got two games against Australia, but. Um, would have been cool to get them involved. And, um, you know, one woman's team I'd love to see in actually in South Africa as well. Yeah, unfortunately, they're well down the, the, the pecking order at the moment. These are the top five teams in the world um, that, that, that are going to be meeting. Um, and you've, you've I mean, obviously, there's no Wales, Ireland, Scotland, France, or Italy, the other four nations, or the other four teams who play in the Six Nations. Spain is also very strong as well, um, so there are other teams, other teams out there. But the, I mean, one of the problems is that it's still amateur in most of these countries, uh, and so yeah, getting the get, getting a whole squad of people away to disappear off for three, four weeks for a tournament um, is uh, yeah, it takes a lot of effort. And can, can all the uh, can all the players get themselves away from work for that length of time? Uh, so I think that's probably part of it as to why it's restricted to these these people. Because I know that England now, I mean New Zealand. Have gone sort of semi-pro or pro. England are at that stage. So are France. 
So these 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 teams these countries now have have got there, but it is still a handful of teams that are professional, um, even at the national level. Um, a couple of other things, uh, Stephen. You were talking about uh, about uh, club rugby in Auckland a little bit um, this weekend. Are you going to pop down to the um, Terry, uh, to, 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 to the Basin Reserve to, to to catch a bit of Sunnyville Williams playing for Ponsonby? I don't know if you'll be playing at the Basin Reserve. Probably more Western Springs than uh, than the Basin Reserve. But uh, do you want to fill it for Ponsonby? Um, although I'm I'm not entirely happy with it because he's actually from what I understand he's affiliated to counties so wouldn't it have been better if he went and played for a counties side this weekend I mean to say Ponsonby are already doing pretty well in the Auckland championship they don't need they didn't need any extra help as far as I'm concerned but uh yeah yeah I might I might I might think about it the only the only problem is you'll you'll probably get a whole he'll probably attract another couple of thousand people along but um Based on what I what I saw him of uh, Sonny Bill a couple of weeks ago, I think he needs all the rugby he can get. To me, that need still doesn't look a hundred percent, does it, guys? Uh, no, Iraqi domain. Sorry, I was got got the wrong. I, I wanted to say Iraqi basin, but I knew I knew I, knew I was wrong there. Iraqi domain um, when possibly take on Granite um, this weekend. Um, yeah, it seems a bit strange. Uh, as you say, he, he if he if he's with them, um, but then again. The club side you're associated with and the your, your province don't have to necessarily be the same. I mean, apparently he used to play. He's played turned out for Puni Club. I've no idea where that is. Um, do you know where Puni is? P U N I. Puni. Puni. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do. Yeah. That's in the count. That's in the county's area. Oh, so it, I think it's. Yeah. Okay. I can see. I, I I probably got an inkling why. I think Puni is a. Uh, is a second division counties team, so I don't think the level of rugby would have been that 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 that, that flash. You know, Muzzle go and run around for the Water Matter Social Club team if that's the case. With the greatest of respect <laughs> to the hope nobody from Pune is listening, by the way. Um, yeah, so yeah, I can kind of stand. At least you'll get a you'll get a reasonable quality uh, game when two of the more well two of the more Auckland heavyweights come together in Ramatek and Ponsonby. Yep. Um, so yeah, so folks, head down to the, if you're in Auckland, head down to um, Iraqi Domain. I'm guessing it'll be like a two o'clock kickoff on on Saturday. Is that probably is that? Is that yeah, about two. About, yeah, about two forty-five. Most uh, Auckland club games kick off. <coughs> so I'm yeah, hopefully make, hopefully, hopefully some of the blue scouts are sorry for hopefully some of the the blue scouts are out in force as well. They've got they've got a wee while to get ready. They might want to have a look at some of the talent in their region up there. Oh well, just got to get the talent back that play for Auckland. Um, the, <laughs> but um, the yeah. So I'm I'm this weekend. I'm working at the Gabs Beer Festival uh, in Auckland. Um, so, but uh, but my my shift goes from ten thirty to one thirty, and then five thirty through to eleven thirty. So I might be able to get down there and uh, grab a bit <laughs> and watch a bit of Sunny Bill. Um, we will see. If you see me around with the obviously I'll be wearing a, <coughs> um, probably be wearing this hat instead, the faded one because I'll be outdoors. Um, but so come over and say hi, and uh, yeah, if you're if if you're there. Other things in the news: um, Graham Henry says it's highly probable Warren Gatlin will get the All Blacks job. What are you thinking? Rubbish. Absolute <laughs> rubbish. I don't know, I don't know what the hell this guy's talking about. No way. No way. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Somebody Graham, tell me why. Just, just, just stay retired, Graham. Just stay retired. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we won't stick on that news story for very long. I think we we all agree. We're on Gatlin's taking on the Lions for the for for twenty twenty one to go to South Africa. I don't see yeah. how he's going to get the yeah. All Blacks job. There's, guys, there's only there's only two contenders as far as I'm concerned. Z, one Z and Foster. If they if the All Blacks do the business, and if they don't do the business. I think Razor Robertson is um, is definitely a um, going to say probably a shoo-in. Can I say that? Yep. <laughs> Given that he does his little bop dance routine. <laughs> I, you know, when, when I look at this, it sort of reminds me a wee bit of the bone and bone situation at the moment. You know, like why, like why? I, I, all due respect, but you know, Gatlin doesn't need to coach the the All Blacks. He's he coached the Lions, you know, and 
And by the time that that's done, I mean, yeah, he's, he can still do it, but why would why would you just retire, go to the sunset, you know, and and just just chill, you know? Maybe come and coach, um, you know, a minor ten cup side. There's no, in terms of his legacy, Ron Gatland, um, coaching the All Blacks, just uh, I don't know where that fits. Just trying to see. So, and he's only fifty-five. So he could easily, let, let's be honest, he could easily go. Um, Ian Foster could do it. Could do the next four years. Warren Gatlin would only be fifty-nine then, um, or, 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 or sixty. He could easily do the the the, the world the sort of twenty twenty-seven um, mm. rugby world cup. So maybe maybe Ted isn't talking about this year. Maybe he's talking about it in four years' time. But it'll be uh, be interesting to see. Um, yeah, where he goes, or if he does, or if if, if he ever gets it. Um, now the big news story: Have you boys seen the leaked All Blacks jersey? No, no, no. I can't say. Just googling it now. <laughs> Michael, I know you've seen it. What do you, what do you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I figure it looks like garbage. So it's going to be so it's going to be so negative. I think it's the euthanasia debate. It's probably in a bad mood, but man, um, I, know, I it looks all right. I, I don't like it. I, I just don't like it compared to the South African jersey, which I still think is is the best one so far. Uh, England one, not too bad, but well, in, hang on, in, in, the, the England one is still a leak, so the England one might not be true. Ah, it's a real thing. It's a real thing. Right, trust me. <laughs> I, I, I think like the the, the, the leaf leaf pattern. Um and, and I certainly don't like the, the collar. Ugh. There's no white. Where, where's the where's the white on okay, here? I'll, I'll just share share my screen so people can see what's um mm-hmm. uh what's uh talking about. Um the uh um so yes yeah, so, so it's there's, there's there's a fern kind of design um, uh, that's that's in a, a different shade of black. Um, now someone was comparing it to the uh, Haguaris, um jersey that's got that kind of leaf design at the top as well, um, and thought it was similar to that. Um, as, as far as the collar goes, it looks very t-shirty. Um, yeah. I must admit. So um, I, I must. I'm not, I'm not a big fan of big fan of t-shirty. Um, so. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a big fan of that one um, of, of the jersey. I'll be honest, uh, but um, I don't. I'm, I'm definitely not not as not as far negative as, as Michael is uh, with it. Um, Stephen, where do you where, where do you sit on the? Uh... <clears throat> looks looks more like a supporters supporters jersey or supporters shirt that you'd wear, <clears throat> um, mm. as opposed to a to a players players kit. Looks more like a, looks more like a football jersey. To be brutally honest, like something maybe the All Whites should be wearing. Now, if you're, <laughs> um, go have a look on my Twitter feed. Um, I, I, I'm not sure whether I did retweet it, but I'll, I'll retweet it at some after this if not. Um, but the Argent, the, the Pumas, the Pumas away jersey that's been leaked looks absolutely horrible. Okay, talking about football jerseys, that's along those sort of lines. So, um, yeah, I think the perhaps perhaps yeah the worst one I've seen so far is the Argentinian alternate to jersey um, that's been leaked. Uh, the um, as far as the, uh, the the South African one, don't you think that little sort of the white bit looks a bit like they're wearing a cravat? I mean, to me, that white bit around the neck is, is all, all wrong for the um, uh, for, for the uh, for, on the South African jersey. No, Michael. No, 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 that's fine. I um I actually the more I look at this, the more I, I think, yeah, it, it could be a, a supporters jersey. I, I mean it doesn't look like your your typical rugby kit, you know, um just in terms of its its design. And uh you know, I would say that the unique region would That's the that, that that's the Argentinian alternate jersey. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. Just looking at that. Hmm. So, um, yes, it might. Yeah, you say it, it might be a supporters jersey, but so yeah, we'll, we'll see what, um, what 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 the real one is like when it comes out. Um, the you mentioned the England one because again that that got leaked within the last sort of couple of hours. Um, uh, 
and they've got some sort of interesting collar going on. So I'm, I'm waiting for a high res or, or um, picture that shows what's going on with the collar first, because it looks like the collar's like outside and then inside. Uh, it looks like it's different <laughs> on each side. So we'll wait until that. I'm, I'm reserving judgment on the England jersey um, until uh, and, until then. Um, the uh, try to see what what other topics we've. Uh, Got, I guess. Oh, I think probably it's where we're probably due another look at the the um, the All Blacks. Uh, who, who's on the aeroplane business? Because the both stuff and um, the New Zealand Herald have decided to come out and tell us who they think are are on the plane. Now, this is something that we've been doing for a few weeks, or well, for a few months now, actually. So it's going to be interesting to see how they um, how they compare. So. For the uh, for for stuff, we've got Paul Cully writing, and for the New Zealand Herald, it was um, uh, oh gee, where's my New Zealand Herald? Um, gee, to kind of fit it in, um, was written by Tom. Oh dear me, Vinnie Coombe, is that right? Vinnie Com, something like that. Anyway, so let's uh, run, run, run. I guess run run from the uh, from from front to back. Both of them go for Coles, Taylor, and Harris as their hookers. Um, <clears throat> which we, we, we've had Coles and Taylor on the aeroplane for a long time, and Harris kind of along with um, Liam Coltman in that uh, in that waiting room. Do you think that Harris has has, has, has put his head ahead of um, Liam Coltman comfortably now? Um, well, well, firstly, guys, I reckon they've been tuning into. I reckon these guys from stuff have been tuning into the show <laughs> for the for the last uh, few months. Uh, just looking at a lot of these names that they're, they're picked, but uh, as we get on to the hookers, <clears throat> now quite interesting I, uh, the two games that I did see the weekend, I, I was lucky enough to see um, to see um, Liam Cotman run around on Friday night God, he must have got about four turnovers in about 30 minutes, one part there, and he's just so good in the scrum so there was a little bit of, I don't know, there was a little talk about his lining up throwing, but you know when you consider the battery of Jumpers that he, <laughs> that basically were defending his lineout throws. When you've got the likes of, uh, <clears throat> when you Scott Barrett, Whitelock, and, and Kieran Reed, you know what? And then I watched Nathan Harris on um, on uh, Sunday morning, and and probably you know that was probably a Achilles heel for the Chiefs. And there you go. Let's watch. I mean, my, Michael will be able to give us a bit more on this, but. Uh, but I mean, Nathan, Nathan Harris has been part of the probably probably one of the worst lineouts in New Zealand this this Super Rugby campaign. I mean, his his arrows have been uh, the, the the Chiefs lineout has been running uh, at, a, at a fairly low percentage. Yeah, it's been terrible. I mean, um, uh, I'll, I'll let Steve finish his point in a minute. But I mean, I I'll take Liam Coltman. Um, you, you know, not only is Harris's lineout been average. Uh, well, bad actually, but his discipline. I mean, he mm. gave away at least three penalties um, in, in that first 20 minutes against the Haguaris. And um, yeah, no, I don't, I don't see why he would. <clears throat> he, he wins on, on experience and favour um, with Steve Hansen, but I fear to ask me now, I'll take Coltman every day of the week. Yeah, and I, I think there's question marks also, Michael, over his defence. Uh, one of the I think um, not the not the first try, but I think maybe the second try. The Hagwaris uh, scored. There was a there was a just a straight one on one missed tackle, a tackle that needed to be made. And um, one thing that I've been impressed with with Coltman is just his work rate. You know, to me, <clears throat> to me, he would if Coltman misses out, regardless of Harris being in the frame for the last couple of years, he'd be he consider himself very unlucky. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So yeah. So we all we don't think it's, it's, it's clean cut. Um, yeah. As you say, Coltman had a really impressive uh, game on, on uh, half hour on Friday night. Amongst the props, un- unsurprisingly, they've they've um, we've got uh, Moody and Franks in there, uh, along with the the two boys from the Blues that everyone's expecting to go to an F- to an F- cafe and uh, uh, Twanga Fassi, both in there, uh, and then they both go a little bit of a surprise here. They've both gone with Neopo. Um, Lualala, whereas we've been saying um, Tyrrell Lomax as that as as that fifth prop um, has. Do you think things have, have have kind of changed over the last few weeks? Mm, 
Okay, I'll 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 jump in there. Yeah, just uh, to be honest, I've been a little a little underwhelmed with both Carl and Offa this year. You know, mm. Offa's had mm. his had his moments, but has had problems with his with his hand. Carl Tuinukiafi, well, he's you know sort of the back end of the the blue season. He he seemed to be away with a mystery illness, so we haven't really really spotted him. You know, there were times that he was, you know, they probably, to me, they're almost like they paid the price for starting off the bench at the beginning of the season, guys. Um, there's a little bit of, bit of that to me. Nepal to be fair, I'll tell you what, the Chiefs scrub has, has gone well. And once again, they that's one area where the, the, the Chiefs, to me, they were on top of the Hagawaris on on Sunday. And he's been quite strong at, at tight head prop. I suppose those are your four. But if I was sort of looking at somebody who could probably force their way in, yeah, probably Toro Lomax is, is, is probably the only one that comes to mind, unless you guys can think of anybody else. Uh, yeah, I, I think um, I, I want to say Daniel Leonard Brown, um, but perhaps. Um, come to a, to an Afiaki, however you say that. I mean, he did really great last year, but, but I think the problem is the environment that he has gotten into. His work ethic, from what I've heard, has completely dropped. Um, and that's resulted in his performances on the field. I would take um, Carl out, offer out, definitely. Um, and I would bring in Lomax. And if he if he is a pop, he may not be, but Daniel Leonard-Brown um, would be the other one. I was saying, I'm yeah. just trying to think whether Daniel Leonard Brown's a, a hooker, isn't he? I think. From, from, no, he's no, not. Chris Prop. Uh, so the question is which yeah. side he's on. That's true. Yep. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm a bit surprised Tour Lomax isn't there. Um, it hasn't been mentioned by either of them. Uh, I think he's probably going to be closer. The other one we had sort of mentioning in that sort of in that in that shake of his Angus Tavaro that they've not also not mentioned. So a bit surprised there. Kane Hames obviously has. I mean, I don't think he's even played this season, has he? Um, no. So he's his, he's, his career is over, I think. He's disappeared. Um, so yeah, so we think they're both yeah, perhaps not as locked on. Then they 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 both they decide to uh, go different ways um, on stuff. They've gone with White Lock, Retallick, and Scott Barrett, just the three locks. Um, whereas the Herald has gone with obviously <coughs> White Lock, Retallick, Barrett, and added um, Jackson Hemipo as a fourth lock. Um, <clears throat> we've, uh, I, I, I've been a great proponent of four locks, um, especially if people are going to be starting talking about Scott Barrett as potentially covering six at some times. Um, and I think Jackson Hopo has been playing really, really well. But uh, a bit surprised that neither of them mentioned Patrick Tupolotti, um in there. But uh, has, do you think, Hemipo's, Michael, do you think stepped up ahead of Patrick this, this, this season? Yep. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think Patrick Tupolotti, uh probably shouldn't be in the team, to be honest. Uh, yeah, uh, no, I, I think he was right up there. And this is going to be one of those areas that's going to be real tough um, in terms of selecting. And it might be where the rugby championship squad is different to the the World Cup squad. So, um, yeah, I would put him in there, and I'm still... Not not convinced on Tui Pilotu and um, yeah, he's had every opportunity and every reason to improve his game, considering he's leading this Blues team for the most part, and um, he's really the same player he was. Yeah, listen, week week in week out, Hemapo's been been superb. You know, whenever when you when you watch his games, you always sort of. He always gets mentioned that, you know, how much he puts himself about. He's got an amazing work rate. He's pretty tough. He can also slot into into the into six if if need be. You know, perfect guy to be off the bench. But I tend to agree with Michael. Yeah, um, with with uh, Tui Piloto. I I just think he's just been too hit and miss. You know, we know how good he can be. But the thing is, he just doesn't. It's a little bit like the Blues. They don't they don't back. He doesn't back it up week in week out. So um, if I was selecting the team, yeah, I think Hemipal goes. I think I take Hemipal as a as a fourth lock, who can cover six, which which may change the dynamics of that loose forward trio once we get we get there, Paul. Yep, 
Um, Brent Cairns goes X Factor Man Patrick T, and he has been. I mean, uh, when he came back onto the came back from injury during the Mighty Ten Cup last season, really uh, made a, uh, a case for himself and played pretty well for the All Blacks at the end of um, uh, during that uh, during that period as well. Uh, and we thought he'd forced himself into it, but as you say, hasn't kept that level of performance up this season. And uh, and Hamapo really has looked much better when he's been wearing that. Um, I think he's number four jersey rather than the six jersey. Uh, and yeah, in, in the row has looked much better. Um, into the back row then. Now, um, the big question here is, do you take five or do you take six back rows? Um, if you've taken four locks, you take five. Uh, and um, the five that uh, the, uh, the the Herald take are, funnily enough, Kieran Reid, Sam Kane, Arnie Surveyor, uh, Liam Squire, and um, <clears throat> Shannon Frizzell. Uh, and then the stuff have given themselves, I've only taken three locks, they can take five. So they obviously also take Reed, Kane, Ardi Surveyor, and Squire. But they don't take Frizzell, they take Fafita and Akiriwani. Um, mm. Now, uh, Akiriwani, full of um, full of promise and, and talent, um, but not so full of delivering performances, unfortunately. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, well, like Patrick Tupoloto, it's sort of almost like they're cut from the same cloth. Just looking at what stuff have with, I suppose the two probably in danger of missing out if you're only taking another loose forward. Look, look, Frizzell would be down, downright unlucky because he's always, whether he's come off the bench or whether he started, he he always basically puts himself about. Admittedly, Bifafita has been a little bit better, so a slow build up there, but for me, there's no Akira Yuani. There's no Rupert Yuani in this squad. Well, he's a player that can't. He's a player that that, from all accounts, can't be taught how to how to change um, certain parts of his game, and um, that does not fit in the All Black environment. Um, <clears throat> I I think Frizzell instead of Fafita. Um, I'm still. I think Fafita's good and all. I just don't know if he's in the favour of Hanson. Um, to, to be quite honest, and Hanson is going to, you know, he's not a selector, but he's the head coach. He's going to have the, the say on who he gets in there. So, yep, um, happy with all the rest. Um, Liam Squire, um, I think he's only going to get better and better. But um, take Frizzell and, uh, and and leave Akira out. That then begs the question, though, if you don't take Akira, you only when does he get the shot in the All Blacks? Is it next year? Is it in the new era of, of the All Blacks after the World Cup, maybe? Yeah, I mean, well, one of the things we'll, we, we'll get on to um, later in the year, but is is obviously looking at what's the what, what do the All Blacks look like post Rugby World Cup. But um, Kieran Reid and uh, Luke Whitelock, the two guys who have basically been playing eight for the All Blacks, are both leaving at the end of the uh, at the end of the season. Um, and so, yes, there is a big there is a uh, a, a vacancy post rugby World Cup um, for number eight, but I think um, before then you're right. I mean, Reed, Sevilla, Kane, Squire, all are definitely going, um, and then it's between Fafita and Frizzell. And at the moment, I would I would back Frizzell for that for that fifth one. Um, unsurprisingly, I guess um, because this is how these guys write these things um, for the halfbacks, they've both gone Aaron Smith, T.J. Perinara, as you'd expect. And they've both gone Brad Weber. Now, having a great season, but was sixth choice uh, um, scrum half in November. Uh, and the All Blacks have stuck with Triple T for a long time now. Um, I, I, whilst I think personally I would take Weber, I'm, I'm, I still think we're going to see Triple T uh, uh, definitely uh, um, get, at least as part of the rugby, uh, rugby championship squad, if not going through the World Cup. So, sorry, what was that last bit, Paul? Um, I, well, I, I think they'll. St- I think they'll stick with Triple T, um, even though Brad Weber is having a fantastic season. Uh, that's that's the way I think they'll go. Uh, you're you're the man who gets along to the, uh, the trainings of the Chiefs. Which way do you see it going? The only reason Brad Weber was sixth last year is because of um, he wasn't in favour of those All Black coaches. He was well higher up than than the sixth. Um, I think they will go with Triple T. I and I think Brad Weber will probably leave when that happens. Um, I don't 
I would love somebody to tell me why they should take Triple T uh, over Brad Weber. I don't see any reason why that should, but I think this is not about about rugby, actually. <clears throat> it's one of those things that um, really bothers me. And, and I think the rugby public actually deserve a, a proper answer to this. I mean, we, we want to encourage... Sorry, Paul. I'll, no, I'll, I'll leave. No, I mean, we want to encourage um, pathways into 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 the highest levels of rugby. We want to reward good form. Well, you tell me a better halfback in world rugby right now than Brad Weber. Yep, no, I agree. On, on form, I, I would take him. Uh, I think this is more of a long-term view. If you think that Aaron Smith and TJ Pirinara are both signed on uh, for post-rugby World Cup, they're not going anywhere. Um, if you look at how old Brad Weber is, um, he's basically going to be at the end of his career before they retire. Uh, and Triple T is basically the guy that they're, they're grooming as... It, it, I think it's a future pick rather than a Rugby World Cup pick. Mm. I, I think it begs the question, guys, that the question's more directed at our coaching staff. Have they got the ability to change their mind or, or do a U-turn? You know, despite despite basically putting faith in in guys maybe one or two years previous and not seeing the form of some somebody who's in a hot streak of form. And, you know, by the time we've run through this complete team sheets that, that have been printed out, we'll probably come across four 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 or so players in that same same predicament. And yet they will be totally loyal to some guys who have either not been in form or have been, I don't know, out through injury most of the season. And we're probably getting to it to a player as we get out to the midfield. You know, that that's the real key key thing for me. Have they got the ability to have a mind a mind shift when this side actually when it comes down to picking the team? Yep. Well, they're going to have to if um, if Perinara or Aaron Smith gets injured. I mean, <laughs> well, if one of them get injured, then then you you you, you, you can bring in um, Brad Weber at that point. Um, but and and to have that experience that obviously Triple T doesn't have. Uh, and if but if you if you're taking someone to the Rugby World Cup who you're only expecting to play against Namibia, um, coming off the bench, then Triple T will do a fine job doing that. Um, first five eight. Uh, basically, they both gone with Bowden Barrett and Richie Mwanga, uh, which I think we can both agree with. Uh, with, um, uh, with with neither side really taking a third point, third fifteen. Sorry, third ten. Um, which I think is probably what's going to happen. I think we're just going to take two tens. Uh, I mean, the names that we had sort of bouncing around all this were play- players like Terry Black, Joshuani, Marty Banks, Brett Cameron. Only Joshuani's made any kind of t- of um, of case oh. to be picked, all the rest really haven't um, haven't done their cases any good at all, have they? Paul, I think Joshuani is worth a special mention because I, I I think he's been in. I think it's fantastic moving forward to have a, a young guy of his ability running around and, and showing so much maturity. I I I actually thought he was very good on Friday night in a in a, in a, in a beaten team. Um, it, it's just good to see, but I, but you are right. The, I think the first fives pretty much picked themselves. It's a real, real interesting conversation, you know. If, if Barrett or or Moana goes down, I mean, who do they bring in? And I think, you know, Yuani is, is probably right up there, um, and, and deserving in a way, food. But you know, Terry Black has the the experience in, in, in a way. Um, <laughs> it's, um, it's, I mean, it wasn't too long ago that people were saying, oh, Terry Black was, you know, the next, one of the next big things. And he, he, he just hasn't, he hasn't lived up to that potential. So there's a big problem um, if either of those two big men, big tens go down. Stephen, do you want to... <laughs> Actually, those of you who are, who are listening to the podcast rather than watching the show, uh, Stephen's just been shaking his head during all of the, talking about the Terry Black. Um, the, uh, personally, I think that uh, it'll be just the two of them going to the Rugby World Cup, but I do think they have to play Joshuani uh, during the Rugby Championship. They have to give. They have to. Give, they have to. They have to give that third choice um, first five eight, whoever it's going to be. 
some game yeah. during the rugby championship because <clears throat> if Richie Mwanga or Bowden Barrett get injured, uh, it's not like 2011 when you had players like uh, obviously that some. Um, you know, uh, here we go. Memory test for me, but obviously we had um, De- Dan Carter got injured. All Blacks um, uh, experience uh, was was. Um, we had uh, Slade, who had um, All Blacks experience. There was um, was Cruden around then, twenty eleven. Yep. 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 He had All Blacks experience, but even I mean, when, even when they got down to to Beaver, he had All Blacks experience. They had five or six um, uh, uh, fly halves who had All Blacks experience. Now there are only three, and one of them's injured. No one else has got All Blacks experience in the country at all. So yeah, it's a it's a very different situation to pulling somebody off his uh, off, off his white bait um, stand <coughs> to go play to to go play some um, to go play some rugby. Uh, the, the, none of these guys have, have yeah have, have have even been around the squad. So um, yeah, they have to be at least around the squad for the rugby championship, in my view. Paul, if you think about it, earlier in the season. I think halfway during the season when we were talking first was there are a lot of names being banded around. Every every everybody from Hayden Parker to bringing Steve Donald out of retire <laughs> out of retirement, all the names getting <clears throat> absolute or Teddy Black and included. But I think one thing it does show when you get down to a business end of a competition, you you find that the better first fives, <clears throat> excuse me, tend to tend to stand up. And I think that's what we've seen with with the the two the the two named and also Joshuani as well. What I do like, if one of the guys do go down, one of the, say for example, Moinga or, or Barron, we have got Yoani just in, in the background. But you know, a lot of the other nations wouldn't know too much about him either. That's that's the other. <laughs> that's that's the other good. So he'll 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 def, he would definitely he would definitely be a surprise. Um, but outside Ioani, boy, I'm, I, I think you're probably you, you, you're, you're scratching the surface. Are we? Are we but I, if if they if they have some sort of crisis, you know what? I'd I'd almost be to go offshore, break your own policy, and I, I would probably look at a look at a Cruden or a Sopawanga before I went anywhere else. I'm just very quickly googling because there isn't there is there is one name. That um, that come that could come well out of left field. Oh, ab- oh of course it could. Oh, this would be superb. Jack Debrasini, born in Auckland, he is New Zealand qualified, and wow. uh, he finished the season well for the Chiefs. Could we see? Could we see a, another <coughs> another Chiefs player get wheeled out at the last minute to kick that goal in the in the final? Jack Debrasini. Well. There you go. You've heard it from me. Is the is is, is 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 the dark horse to be the World Cup winning fly half for the for the All Blacks? No, we need it for Northland for the Mitre Ten Cup. Uh, that's the first. That's that's the first thing. But uh, yeah, that would be out of left field. But I bet you, I bet you dollars to donuts uh, that the Chiefs wish they he wished they had a fit Jack Debrasini at the top of the season. Mm. Absolutely, um, he has apparently played for. Um, uh, for the Australian schoolboys, uh, and uh, and what has been an uncapped player for the Barbarians um, against Argentina <coughs> last year. It, it, and, and, interesting, Paul, and I think Michael. I'm not too sure if you've got your ear click around down there. <clears throat> We've only really seen him in these three performances, and it, it was a bit of an irony that when the when he went off against the Hagawaris on on the weekend, that the Chiefs' performance went a little south as south as well. Is is there any talk that if we are talking Jack Debrasini as a, as a maybe more of a long-term prospect for the All Blacks, is there any talk down in the Waikato that he's going to get re-signed by the Chiefs again next year? Nah, nah, it's all about Damian McKenzie down here. Um, I, I, I said this in the, in the column for the run of sports famous promotion there, but um, <laughs> I, I said this, the, the Chiefs looked better without Damian McKenzie this year. Um you know, granted, there are injuries, but um, I felt that Debrasini controlled that back line better than Damien did and better than Marty did. Um, he was played well injured 
And I think he's got a groin injury at the moment. So, but no, no, to answer your question, that I haven't heard anything. But if they let him go, um, it would oh. be a, a tremendous shame because, I mean, who else is there? <coughs> you know, my, well, the problem with Marty McKenzie is his goal kicking routine. It's, it's just a joke. I mean, he doesn't even look at the post. <laughs> <laughs> I know, he's got, he's got this sideways. I know it's, it's it's almost like he's in per- perpendicular to to the rugby ball, but it'd be interesting to see where the where the Chiefs. I know we're talking All Blacks, but I know they've got a couple of good young promising first fives and 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 Tian Falcon who was injured, and also the very very yeah. But the Fal- Falcons with the um with oh, sorry no yeah yeah sorry he is with that sorry I was thinking about Smith that's with Kane with the Canes sorry I'm yeah sorry. yeah Smith is with the Canes, but they've also got a very very promising uh, Trask. As as well, who's a very 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 good footballer, probably would have gone with the New Zealand twenties. <clears throat> excuse me, if he hadn't been interested. So I'd be really really surprised if the Chiefs don't re-sign Debrusini, and then then you basically see where it goes. But on the other hand, he's got dual citizenship, hasn't he? So he could possibly head home and play for one of the Australian franchises. But uh, to answer your question, Paul, yeah, that would up uh, that would be way out of left field um, if that. If that basically happened, but he's got the. But I agree with Michael. I love the way that he <clears throat> uses the inside ball, identifies outside space, and in terms of exits, man, he's got a big boot. So what else? What else do you need from the first five? Hey, if we're talking about a depth chart, we go Barrett, Moanga, Joshuani, Debrusini. I mean, he's better than. Is he been playing better than Black? He's been playing better than Banks, Cameron, um, Brett Cameron. Um, uh, he's been be- he's been playing better than any any other New Zealand fly half. So, I, yeah, I, I'd have him fourth on my depth chart at the moment. Uh, but you're right; it, it it would be a left field decision. Uh, but um, but I say you've you've heard it here first. If we have a couple of couple of first five injuries, uh, Debrusini um, for the All Blacks. Uh, <clears throat> I was going to say I just put a capex beside that. The man is. You have probably noticed if you're watching live, he is drinking alcohol. So <laughs> there you go. And we don't know how long he's been drinking either, do we, Michael? No. No. Oh, dearie me. Dearie me. I'd, it says I'd rather it was – I wish this would be. It was, it was a Milo. It was a Milo. Um, uh, so anyway, moving on to the centres. Uh, b- both uh, the stuff in New Zealand Herald, just like ourselves, um, have uh, got some um, – uh, Ryan Crossy, Sonny Williams, Jack Goodhue, and Anton Brown in there. No, no one's gone. Um, Lamapia is, is for me would be fifth choice, um, and then there's a whole bunch of players that could be uh, caught up after that. With obviously Marnonu being the most famous, but some um, Thompson, um, uh, um, Tarangi Walden, um, Tomkinson. There's been a whole bunch of guys who've been playing well in that um, in the centres. But I think we can all agree that that's going, that's the four that they're going to take. Yep. Yeah, we can, we we can, we can agree, but not but not necessarily. We can we can agree with what they've picked, but not necessarily. Um, I think Sonny Bill, Bill Williams. I think if you're basing it on on form, um, you'd probably take Laumapi. Although on saying that, from what I believe, talking to a, <clears throat> a couple of friends who watched the the full Hurricanes game, he was a little bit quiet on on Saturday night against the Bulls. He's been quiet for a few weeks now, to be honest. <clears throat> yeah, and they, and they, they do like they do like uh, they do like Sunny Bills, but boy, the good thing about it, guys, you know, we we're talking about the tens. If we have injuries, if we have injuries to any of our midfielders, I think there's a hell of a lot more options with Laumapi, with Enor, guys like that who can come in. Yep, totally agree. Yeah, the the depth in in centres is is uh, is nice and strong, um, and. Uh, even with Crotty and Sonny Williams both disappearing after every World Cup, the depth is still there. There's still plenty of players. Mm-hmm. I would say Tom, uh, Thompson, Tomkinson, uh, and a few others down there in uh, in Highlanders country, especially uh, playing well uh, at the moment, uh, as well as players like TJ Fiani and Manu who have been have had decent get decent seasons um, as well. So yeah, plenty of players there who could who can do a good job. Um, but yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how Sonny Bill Williams goes in the. Uh, uh, this weekend in club rugby, I say I will try and get down there um, because it's uh, because I'll be in Auckland. But um, if anyone is going, do do send us a report afterwards, please. 
that one was a bit quick. Um, the next one is not going to be quite so quick. The back three. <laughs> so in the back three, um, both teams have got uh, uh, so both both lineups have got Ben Smith, Rico Wani, um, and George Bridge um, is in both of the lists. Um, and then the Herald goes for Waisaki Naholo, whereas Stuff goes for David Habili. So no space for Reese or Enor. Two of the two, two, two players or two names that have been banded around a lot. Um, but I think we can all agree that um, Ben Smith, Rico Wani, Geordie Barrett will definitely be on the plane. Yep. Yep, yep. go along. <clears throat> go yep. along with that. And then then you're looking about you're looking at about three into one. You're looking at I I don't think I don't think Waisaki Naholo is in the picture. Um, that's just just me personally. And uh, I, I think it's probably a straight shootout between Bridge, Haveli and Enor. For those two for those two places. You think Enor's ahead of um Enor's ahead of Reese? Yeah, I do. I I, I would agree with that. I just I don't think they should take Reese his defensive work is not not too flat. Um, it's got too many risks associated with it. Um, yeah, George Bridge. That, uh, I don't know, man. I, I really don't. I would be happy. Yeah, I'd have to go with either George Bridge or Enor. Um, certainly not Reese. Um, and you know, David Harvey Lee, where does he fit in? I'm just on the whole, though. I tend to agree with um, with Steve, and and that's a. I wonder why that is. I mean, obviously form. Um, he's had some injuries as well, but wonder if you know because he's heading offshore um, could be a factor in, in why he he may not be in favour with the selectors. Um, but you know, I think Wasaki. I don't know if he's really been developed properly um, mm. in in that All Blacks environment. You know, I just mm. I think they've missed a trick there. Michael, it'll be it'll be really interesting to see. We all, you know, we, we've we've heard a few lines from the the selectors how they've they've, they've spoken about loyalty to players that they know. Are they going to be loyal to somebody like Waisaki? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think we can look if we look back at the November tour, we can see that because he was uh, he was one of the two sort of most experienced players facing Japan um, uh, with uh, Neymar Lascutter on the the other wing. Uh, and I think both of those two were expected were they were looking for those two to take a leadership role in that game. Now, Miller Scudder's just been injured, full stop, so he was never going to be uh, get get back into this kind of frame uh, this season. But yeah, Naholo didn't look particularly interested in that game, uh, and it's the kind of game where you want him to go uh, to demand being picked again. And I didn't see that from him. And I think that I think that the, the there might be an attitude um, thing in there uh, as, as well. Kind of one of these players who does really well when you're, uh, when you sort of positively encourage him, but if you kind of try the if you try the kind of um, you're not good enough, prove to me you are kind of approach doesn't quite respond to that kind of uh, that, that kind of thing. I don't think. <clears throat> I'll be honest. I'm another person who doesn't doesn't respond to that kind of thing. So there you go. I'm one that if you talk about <laughs> football, um, I, I I love it and I and I and I and I will do my best. But as soon as you start telling me I'm useless, I, I can't do it. I'll go well. Hey. I'm not here to disprove you. Sod you, I'll go off and do it somewhere else. Um, <laughs> um, the uh, and I, I can't remember if that was if it was Naholo or or um, Fekitoa who did an interview down at the Highlanders saying that the that he liked it down there because he was told that uh, what he could do right, not just what he not just what he couldn't do, which is what uh, which is what the John Mitchell, not John Mitchell, wrong person. The yeah. oh. Who do I mean? I've gone blank. The, the blue ex Blues coach, mental health guy. Oh, Kerwin. Oh, John Kerwin. Yeah. yeah, John Kerwin. Uh, during his yeah, during his um, thing, it was part of that. Was the uh, was was was, was he, he, he told players what they couldn't do, not necessarily what they could do. Um, yeah, out of Enor, Havili, uh, and Bridge, I think it will be Enor and Bridge because um, I think Havili uh, isn't as versatile necessarily as those other two. Um, and uh, with Smith and Barrett, you've already got two guys who can play fullback anyway. So you need people who can play more on the wing. 
Uh, so yeah, so I would. Uh, I, I think it's going to be Bridge and Enor that um, for that for those last two slots personally. Um, cool. So there you go. That's where that's where the airplane is. I've moved a few around on our spreadsheet. Um, uh, I might um, I might make it read only actually, uh, or available as as read only um, to uh, to people so they can have a look uh, on um, on on uh, in, in. I'll put it in the notes. The uh, the a link to that. Uh, so if you want to have a look at um, our spreadsheets, and I'll just actually just show it now to everyone on the on the show. If you want to have a look at our our, our spreadsheet, then uh, I'll, I'll say I'll put a link into this spreadsheet, which lets you know who's on the plane, who's in the lounge, who's waiting at home, who's on holiday, and who's injured. Um, as far as uh, All Blacks, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Selection um, goes uh, and. Uh, Yep. Have a look at that. Let us know any comments. Mm. Um. <clears throat> Interesting that you mentioned uh, John Mitchell. I was sort of looking at some John Mitchell quotes. He always amused me with his quotes. <clears throat> Rugby needs to be played on a rectangular field. That, yeah, well, that, that kind of that kind of helps. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, so perhaps perhaps we, should, perhaps we shouldn't be playing at Eden Park or the um, or the uh, what's the one it's called in in down in down in Wellington, gone blank. Oh, the cake yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it makes a bit of sense. Some of the stuff he he um, he, he he basically says something here about line out. Line out accuracy affected exit plays at vital times, and they struggled to get back on structure and get into shape from chaos. What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> I must admit, if you were a press guy, he would have been pretty amusing. I reckon. Yeah. But I mean, what, what, it's it's kind of interesting. Well, one one of the things that uh, uh, that I heard a lot of that um, talking to coaches after my ten cup games, uh, I'd ask them, well, do you, did you, you you kind of fade in that second half? Did you have a um, do you think your fitness or anything like that's a problem? And they're like, no, 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 it's not fitness. We lose our shape, or we didn't maintain our shape when players came on. Um, so shape is a big, big uh, kind of coaching term. That they use, and yeah, so yeah, they, we couldn't refer, we couldn't retain our shape from chaos. Yeah, he, he sounds like a nice ten cup coach. Um, yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, any uh, any sort of all blacksy kind of little things you want to discuss, or or, or have we? Uh, I think we've covered most things. Um, I'm so, still oh, sorry. If, yeah, you go, no. you go, Michael. Sorry, I'm still waiting for someone to explain to me why Bone Barrett should. Um, Sign with the Blues. Now we we know we know he's going to be living in Auckland. Uh, his wife, well, had something going on up there. Daniel Carter lived in Auckland whilst playing for the Crusaders. Um, where exactly in Bowden Barrett's legacy does a move to the Blues fit? Because who does he pair with? Um, whether that be next year or in twenty twenty two. Who does he pair with in, in the midfield and at the scrum halves? Exactly, that's that's a real good point because I uh, I've got a bit of wind today that uh, that Sam Nock has uh, decided to he turned down a um, the, he was offered by the Blues a two to three year contract, mm. but he turned turned it down. He's only signed a one year deal, so it'll be interesting to see who if Barrett does come to Auckland and. I'm, I'm a little bit like you, Michael. You know, you, sometimes you should just think about your legacy. If you look at, if you look at Carter, he made his legacy playing for the Crusaders and yeah. and nobody else, and that's what he'll be be remembered for. You know, it, this has the it could go south for uh, for for Baden Barrett coming up here and playing could ruin his reputation more than anything else. But I, I just think once again the Blues that. They're just a bit slow on the uptake. If I was chasing a, a good young first five moving forward, I'd be chasing Josh Ioane. Now, he's got ties to Auckland, lived yeah. in Auckland, played for Kings. Um, mother is originally from Northland, spent a lot of time holidaying in the North. Hey, isn't isn't that the kid you chase? Probably is. But um, taking it back to Bowdoin Barrett, happy wife, happy life. Um, and if, he's, uh, if, he, if he just wants to have his... Um, he could say, right, my legacy is as an all-black. It's not as a uh, as a super player. Um, so it doesn't really matter which super super club I'm at. Um, as long as I've got a happy household and uh, and I get enough all-blacks caps, that's my legacy. 
Yeah, but the, the money, the money that that Brodin Barrett will will suck out of the Blues um, would be better spent um, across across talent. You know, you know, not not just on on one player. And it, it you know, as I said this week, it, it it's repeating old mistakes. They've done it with Sunny Bill. They've done it with Manonu, throwing big bags of money. Augustine Pulu. Big bags of money, and granted, not the same that they'll get overseas, but it, it doesn't equal form. All it does is add to that hype train, which which is disappointment. You know, I don't know who partners Barrett. Um, so what's his role there going to be? Is it going to be developing, um, you know, your money in the midfield maybe in the next, the next scrum half? It, it's just... It makes no sense for me, and I think it comes back to, again, Barrett's legacy and what he wants. I mean, does he want to be that guy who just kind of, you know, rests on his laurels and says, oh, well, it doesn't matter anymore. I'll, I'll just play for this team, make a, a buttload of money, and, and then I'll leave, and I'll retire, you, you know? Um, but it's, I mean, oh. you, you, I mean, you're both right in the fact that he does need a nine to go with him as well. The nines at the, at, at, um, at the Blues aren't good enough. Um, he does need a quality nine there um, as well. Um, the but having his name on name down as as, as being there from twenty twenty, oh, sorry from twenty twenty one, could actually encourage a decent nine to come in. Come in, and that's all the Blues need. The Blues just need a decent nine ten, and then they'll be competitive again. Um, again. That, that's 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 the big gaping hole in their roster. They've got cover everywhere else. That's the if they get a good nine ten, they're 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 in with a chance. Um, so I, I, yeah, whether whether he's the right one for the Blues to go for, um, I, I'm not so sure. But I think, but they do need a decent ten. Um, that that's been a problem for a long time. Yeah, I don't know if we're the hype train anymore. I think we're the train of despair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go, of despair go back and listen. Go back and listen to last night's show and my uh, my end of season report for the Blues. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, the train of despair. I was going to say the train of despair on its way to mediocrity. A place <laughs> called mediocrity. <laughs> um, Steve, do you have a final topic you want to talk about? No, not not really. But um, oh, just a, a quick thing with regards to the England squad. I see former Crusaders halfback Willie Hines oh. has been has been brought into the uh, England England squad. So, crikey, it, I, I, really is he international class halfback? I mean, he's only 32. I mean, it's, it's, it's a bit early to, to tell. We'll, 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 we'll see when he's developed. For Beats' oh, he should sake. Be, I mean, should, should be right for 2023 then, Paul. Exactly, yeah. But this is a pick of the future, a bit like Triple T. The, um, no, I mean, you, you, you've, you've started me. Um, Eddie Jones, um, I, I, was, um, I, I was really happy with him for the first couple of years. Uh, I wasn't unhappy... Um, last year but there was one glaring thing that he would do and that was basically only play two scrum halves um, and then there was no depth built there at all it was Youngs and Danny Kerr Youngs is still there Danny Kerr has been um, has been discarded and he's been discarded after three years of having him and then you chuck him out just before the Rugby World Cup um, same with players like Chris Robshaw same with um, Dylan Hartley and you've got to say Eddie Jones has planned this extremely badly um, to be yeah. casting aside that much experience uh, yeah. at, at, at such a late stage. It well, shows well, um, yeah, some real, real problems in that camp. Well, well, either Willie Hines has got, since he left New Zealand and he was probably the number 12 halfback in New Zealand, he's either got very, he's either got very good in the time that he's been at, at Boston or it probably says more about the depth that they've got, Paul. Yeah, and he is... Fourth or fifth choice, I think, in that. Um, uh, yeah, he, he, the, 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 if you read the reports, the chance of him going to the Rugby World Cup is fairly slim without injuries. But even so, the the, the, the fact that um, we're getting people called into the squad now who have been nowhere near the uh, the England setup for the last three years, uh, it just beggars belief in, in, my, in my mind. The um, Now, we could say a similar thing, perhaps, about the All Blacks around first 5-8, but that's the only place you can say that. And to be fair to them, you've had Cruden and Sopawanga who were there leave when they perhaps didn't want them to leave. 
uh, and so that's a um, uh, so that's got to be answering the house. Um, so yeah. Um, well, thank you very much, boys, for for, for joining me yet again uh, for the All Blacks edition. I'll be back tomorrow night with um, Ryan previewing the semi-finals to the uh, for the weekend. Uh, and uh, I say I won't be doing post-match reactions, but um, who knows? Maybe we'll sneak some uh, guest presenters in to do post-match reactions this weekend. We'll see. But um, thank you very much. And uh, um, yeah, uh, real Mike Pullman on Twitter, Stephen H underscore something or other on Twitter. Um, and the uh, Accidental Offside podcast, all good places to go and uh, get your stuff.